0: Sometimes I don't think that people understand what you go through, not just military wives, but even wives whose husbands may travel. They may be on the road constantly having a support system, having someone that you can talk to because of the things that you have to endure and go through, wondering what's going on, trying to remember so many different things. You're taking care of everything on this side, being worried. (laughs)
1: Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another.
2: Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast. My name is Deanne Taylor and I'm your host today. We'd like to welcome our guest, Demetria Davis, who is a native of Fayetteville, North Carolina. She attended the University of South Carolina on a full track and field scholarship. She has a BS in exercise science and a master's in teaching and curriculum. While traveling the world as a professional athlete endorsed by Nike, Demetria earned a gold medal at the 2003 World Championships in Paris, France. She has been married for 12 years to retired captain Christopher Davis. They have five children and one granddaughter. As a pastor alongside her husband, serving God and her family is important. Demetria's heart is to serve and leave a legacy that builds the hearts of those around her. She is the 2021 Mrs. South Carolina International and the 2021 Mrs. International first runner-up. Demetria also serves people through food with her private chef and catering business called Dee's Champion Cuisine, where her motto is Cuisine with the Champion Flair. It's a lifestyle. Demetria, welcome today. We're so happy to have you with us on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Well, I've been so impressed with what I've read about you, and I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better. But first of all, to have everybody get to know you better, would you like to share a mothering experience with us?
0: Um, Wow, there's so many different mothering experiences that I could share with you. I think one, and I'm I'm a transparent person anyway, is what I'm doing this morning. My son is in the seventh grade. He's growing up. Oh my gosh. So fast. So fast. And he's in middle school. And yesterday he was like, mom, can I have a lunchbox? And I was thinking in my head, you you want a lunchbox in middle school? Because they want to try to be so cool or whatever. He was like, yeah, I want to take my lunch sometimes. And so I was like, you don't want a lunchbox. So this morning uh, I was getting up and I was doing things. So I rushed to the store and I found him a lunchbox and I made him lunch this morning and my daughter lunch. And so when we finish this podcast, I'm going to go surprise both of them at their schools and ask to see them and take them their lunch boxes. Special mom. Yes. And so I was like, you know what? He wants one. So we're going to see where this goes and I'm going to give him a lunchbox. Did he have a favorite character he wanted one or just a generic one? No, he didn't say anything. He's in the seventh grade. They're cool, you know, so he didn't actually find one. It's like camouflage or something like that. Just found one real quick. He'll be excited to get lunch today. What a sweet
2: idea. We can be creative as moms. Yes. And sometimes we have to be Johnny on the spot and get things done. Thanks for sharing. That's a cute idea, especially with school starting and everything. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited. To see his face when I show up. Oh, that'll be fun. Photo time, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that I thought about when I read yours was you were married to a man who was deployed. Right. And being a parent of a couple military men, that touched my heart. Mm-hmm. I know what it was like being a parent, but what was it like being a... You had one child at the time,
0: is that correct? Yes, well... Actually, yes. His first deployment, we had no kids, but his second deployment, yes, our son was born. And then he left a couple of weeks right after our son was born.
2: Only two weeks. Yeah. You had a lot going on emotionally anyway, but could you share with us how you handled that with him and
0: you personally? Yeah, it was something to handle because for one, I'm from North Carolina originally, but at the time we were living in South Carolina. And so I didn't have any of my family there, but his family was there, which it was still okay. And my family was only like two and a half hours away. Mind you, I grew up in a military family. My father was in the military for 36 years. So I know what deployments or what things like that look like. But what was so special about this is when I found out that I was pregnant with my son, they were not able to tell when he was supposed to be born. So they said that he was going to be born in October. And so they had scheduled that they were going to induce me in October. And so we were like, okay, my husband won't be here. Fortunately, September 28th, that little boy came and my husband was here, still here, not deployed. And he came when he was supposed to come. And it was just amazing because I was like, thank you, because I wanted my husband to be there for the birth of his first son. And for, of course, for my first child, me ever having. And so it was just an amazing feeling to know like, okay, God, you really heard our prayers. You know, I wanted him here for the birth. And so he came and it was amazing special blessing for your family. Were you able to communicate
2: with them frequently while he was deployed?
0: Yes, I was able to communicate with him frequently. So he was the commander of his team. He was a combat engineer. So he was the captain. He was the commander of the soldiers that he took there. We did communicate weekly, a couple of times a week. Now there were times, of course, when they were out on missions, when I may not hear from him for a month. Radio silence, right. Right. You don't hear from him and you're just hoping everything is okay. I'm hoping you don't get a special phone call and not even that. There were moments where we'd be on the phone and he'd have to hurry up and leave. I had one instance that was a scary instance, but definitely I did get to speak with him often.
2: That was good. Your son was too young to really know what was going on. But what about the rest of the family? How did you stay connected during that time as a family
0: So of course he was young. He didn't really know what was going on, but I sent my husband pictures and showed my son pictures of his dad and things like that. And I did have my husband's family and my church family in South Carolina. Staying connected was having church and then sometimes after church going out to eat or going to someone's house to eat. There were even a few ladies, um, that went to the church because I did physical education, personal training, that we would bring our kids together and we would work out together and we would have our kids there while we're working out, or we would go eat pizza together and take our kids, or I would have some of the younger ladies come over and I would show them how to cook because I love to cook. They would come over. And then with my family being in North Carolina, my parents would just frequently come and see me, or I would go visit them in North Carolina because it was only like two two and a half hours away.
2: That is really important to have that support group, isn't it? It's very and, important. And no matter what, I know when we talked previously, I said a lot of things you say will probably apply to women who's, whose husbands or partners are not at home. Like my daughter, her, her husband leaves Sunday night or Monday morning and doesn't come till Friday or Saturday. So he's gone all week. Mm -hmm. and and she has to deal with the same type of thing. Make sure you communicate, make sure you have connection with your family because you need support. You can't do it by yourself,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: especially at that time. Were you in a military area? So you were on a base or do you have a lot of military around you?
0: I wasn't on a base, but we were in a military area, Fort Jackson in South Carolina. But I did have communication with some of my husband's soldiers their wives, things like that. So I was around a military base. I just didn't live on the base. With your personality, I'm sure that you bring support to those other mothers or other women who might not have handled as well as you. Right. I definitely did try my best. Definitely had phone numbers. If they needed anything or just someone to talk to, comfort, anything like that, that was what I was there for. And I was appreciative to be able to do that because he was the captain. He was leading those soldiers. And so of course they were concerned. Whatever way that I could assist was what I wanted to do.
2: That is really good. Sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone to do that
0: type of thing too. Saying yes, sometimes you do, but it's not something that's not comfortable for me because I do by nature. I love people and I love to interact with people and I check on people and that's by nature how God has designed me. And I'm thankful for that. I'm appreciative for that. And so I use that as a gift to, hey, when I think about you, I'm going to call you and check on you. And so it wasn't really uncomfortable for me. Now there are times when you yourself, you need encouragement. Right. And so you just know what your purpose is and use that to keep going. That's really good. I'm sure the wives
2: enjoy the commander's wife checking in on them. There's something about the commander's wife, the respect there. He's had the experience. Yes. And they appreciate that you care. Yes, ma'am. I think that's a good support. That's awesome. That's really good. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. On behalf of all the volunteers here on the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, we want to thank those who have donated to help make this a reality. If you feel like you can help maintain this podcast, please go to www.americanmothers.org donate, and give what you can to help us continue the podcast. We enjoy bringing these to you every week and connecting with you, mom to mom. Welcome back, we're with Demetria Davis. Um, awesome woman. I wish we had more time with her, but we're going to spend time talking about when he came home. What was it like? Of course, your baby was how old? So he was one by then. So he was gone the full year.
0: Yeah, a- full year. Yeah. So when he came home, it was so special. It was amazing. Everyone was there to greet him and to see him. And it was so amazing because he would spend time with him. Funny, true story. I would go to work out or do whatever I would do. And so my husband would take our son to daycare in the mornings. And so what I came to find out is his breakfast in the mornings was fruit snacks and oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, what are you feeding him in the morning? Did he eat breakfast? And he would tell me, and I'm like, that isn't breakfast. That is a sugar rush in the morning. <laughs> But I just thought it was so cute because that's what he would give him in the morning to eat breakfast on the way to daycare. That's so cute. That's their special time together, right? (laughs) Right. That was their special time together. Did he
2: need some time to decompress after coming back? I know he's excited to see the family, but I know when my sons came back, they couldn't jump right into life. They had to take some time to step back and take it all in again. because It's a totally
0: different atmosphere than when they were involved in the military. That is so true. He definitely needed time to decompress. I can remember several times, I can probably give you plenty of stories, but I remember just a couple of stories. I remember we went somewhere to eat maybe a week or so after he got back and my husband left his card in the restaurant. Well, the person came to the car and tapped on the window and my husband jumped. So that's hypersensitivity for him. I can remember we went somewhere out of town and we were going to get something to eat and I wanted to try this new restaurant. And for him, it was agitating because he didn't want to go to that restaurant because he was unfamiliar with the restaurant that we were going to. I can even remember we went to the state fair and he wanted to go to the state fair, but at some point, he began to sit and look because so many people around, is so much going on and it's like, okay, all these people around, I need to escape. I need to get away. So that was one thing is the re getting back into society, getting back into on the normal scale of things. And it's hard because when you have younger kids, they're really playful and they jump Mm -hmm. on you. But one Mm -hmm. of the things that I had to try to explain to the kids was, you know, they like to go boo and they like to scare you. I had to explain to them, you can't scare daddy. You can't just come and catch him off guard because for him, it's hypersensitive because he's always so used to being on alert. Right, right being vigilant, those type of things or things that I had to talk to the kids about. And being honest, for those that are out there, go seek help, seek therapy. My husband and I went to therapy together from what the military provided. It was so helpful because it helped not only me understand, but it helped him understand where I was at, as well as him coming back and me being him on the home front. We would go and we would talk about our marriage and the lady would say, You know, if me and him would have a discussion and it would begin to get heated, she told me that for them, that is like they are in theater and theater is like being on a mission, being in theater, getting ready to go to war or whatever it is. And when the opposition comes, when you're having an argument, they feel like they're in theater all over again. So they're going to get defensive and they're going to be hyper vigilant. She just told me to look out for that and to be able to take a step back and just let him decompress. I found ways that I would communicate with him, whether it was, I didn't like it at first, but I understood it was good for us to communicate that I would write him letters or I would send him emails about how I was feeling and so instead of in the moment us talking and him being very reactive not Mm -hmm. physically but reactive by just talking and there are a bunch of going back and forth Mm -hmm. I sent letters and it gave him time to read it to decompress and instead of reacting responding to them
2: that is excellent even if he's not a military person some of our companions are that way Yes. That's a really good idea to to maybe incorporate in everyday life. Oh, listen, we still do it sometimes. (laughs) I think it's good. It's a good communication tactic.
0: We have the abilities now. We may as well take advantage of it. Right. And I used to feel like, well, I'm his wife. I shouldn't have to write him a letter. I used to think that I shouldn't have to write him a letter. I shouldn't have to send him an email. But I realized what it would do. And it would give him a chance to express himself the right way. We still do that occasionally sometimes. If we have a disagreement, I'll send him an email, tell him how I feel, or he'll send me one, and he will respond. He'll respond that way. And I'm thankful because I know there are women out there who have been through the PTSD where the husband is physically abusive. But I'm thankful that I've never had to deal with the physical abuse and really not emotional abuse, just really him being upset and then learning him all over again and learning and watching him and being able to tell what his mood is like. Okay. He's going to be irritable today. I'm not going to say much. Right. Well, also you have
2: both changed. You've been separated for a year. You've grown your mom now with the baby and you've had the Mm -hmm. responsibilities all this time. And he comes home and now I've got to share these responsibilities and decide how the family's going to work. Also, did he come back wounded? Is that what I remember reading?
0: Yes. So he did come back wounded. He was a combat engineer. So they find the IEDs. They were on a mission and their vehicle ran over an IED and it blew the vehicle up to the point that it was in a crater. And when that happened, he hit his head. So he does have a traumatic brain injury and his arm was up like this. He tore his rotator cuff a little after that, when he came home, he tore his bicep. Oh, no. He was telling me when everything happened, of course, he hit his head, a traumatic brain injury. He had a huge headache. He wasn't feeling well at all. And so they were going to medevac him to the nearest wherever they were going to take him. But he refused. And he said, no, I'm not leaving my soldiers. I will not leave my soldiers. And so he refused. He stayed hurt, he pushed through and he never got seen in like to that capacity until everything was over because he would not leave his soldiers. He refused to do that.
2: He was a real true commander then. Yeah. They always care for their men. Oh yeah, he was like, I'm
0: not leaving them.
2: Not at all. Yeah. Right, kudos to him, just a great man. And like I said, being a mother of a couple military... Guys, appreciate your sacrifice. When my two boys went over, one was called to be a specialist attachment to the special forces. Oh, yeah. And the other one was in security. There were times that we didn't know where they were. And the communication was very limited. Yep. So it was important that we, although the wife was in Las Vegas, it was important that we stayed connected with her. And the boys, they had three sons at the time, Mm -hmm. one of them. The other one had two daughters. Mm -hmm. So communication is still better and -hmm. it's still fun, but uh, not knowing where they were. I know the heart. I know how hard it was not knowing where they were and when you could hear from them again. But the support
0: is important. Really important. I think one of the, the most trying times for me is one day we were on the telephone and we were talking and... Someone, I don't know how the systems are over there. Somehow someone came in through the phone line and they spoke another language and they began to speak and I could not hear my husband anymore. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, hello, hello. And I couldn't hear my husband. And this person just began to speak in whatever language. And then the phone suddenly dropped. My heart dropped because I thought my husband had been kidnapped. Yes. I was panicking. I was crying and I was like, oh my gosh. And so it took 30 minutes and then he called me back and I was crying. He was like, what's wrong? And I told him, I was like, cause he didn't hear it. And I told him, I said, someone came through on the line and they just begin to speak this other language. And I thought you were kidnapped. He was like, no, I'm okay. I was like, but you don't understand. No, no, I'm over here and you may not hear it but I hear someone with a totally different language the phone drops, the call drops I don't know what happens to you, even on the phone, and you hear a big boom, and all I hear is, I got to go, click, and you don't hear from him for another month. Wow. You know, yeah. that's hard.
2: No, it is. It is hard. I appreciate it. I appreciate families, and especially those who serve. If you haven't gone through it, you don't understand. No matter how much they love it, you're happy that they're doing what they love. But by the same token, it's a little piece of you walking around in another country. Something else I understand is really good to have something to look forward to when they come back. Mm -hmm. Besides having an opportunity to spend time with his son, did you plan anything
0: when he gets back? Did you have something special that you wanted to do? I think the biggest thing for him is that when he came back, he seen all of his family and his church family were there to where they come back at the center, wherever they come back, and to see his mom, his sisters, his brothers, my parents, all of them, even my parents, even when before they left, my parents even came to see him. Back to see both sides of your family there when you get off of that plane is something so amazing. And knowing that he's getting ready to come home to some good food, too. <laughs> yeah, you're good cooking. Yeah, so he was excited about
2: that. Yes, most definitely. My son that went to Afghanistan, we found out when he came home where he went. So it was right after 9 11, so we didn't know where he was going. But anyway, they had planned with their three boys that they wanted to go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So they invited us along, and it was really great that we went. And then another captain and his wife and son went with us. So we went down to Disneyland, spent the day there, and About five o'clock, grandma and grandpa took all the boys back to the place. So the two couples could just have that time together. It doesn't have to be that extreme, but sometimes they suggest just a special night out or something to just get an opportunity to reconnect.
0: Yes did have our time, just me and him to be alone and just for him to reconnect. And it was hard. And I think one of the biggest things is my dad was in the military for 36 years. So having that relationship, they were able to talk about things that my husband didn't talk about with me. I still don't know what they talk about, but he's told me that there are some things and stories that they shared with each other about what they both went through. Well, that's important. He was fortunate to have your dad there to talk to him then because he things that, that they can't talk about civilians. Right. Yeah. Yeah. His dad was in the military too. So he was able to talk to his dad. But I appreciated that even though he was able to talk to his dad, he was able to talk to my dad as well. Not a biological dad, but my dad as well. I was appreciative for that. That shows a great relationship. Yes. So much. Yes, ma'am. Is there anything you want to add? It was just all amazing. This was a really good experience to be able to talk about it because sometimes I don't think that people understand what you go through, not just military wives, but even wives whose husbands may travel. They may be on the road constantly having a support system having someone that you can talk to and understanding that deployment, it changes both sides. It changes both of you. It's not just PTSD on their side. It's with you as well, because of the things that you have to endure and go through, wondering what's going on, trying to remember so many different things. You're taking care of everything on this side, being worried. It's so different. Sometimes I don't think that everyone is not as appreciative, but I'm so appreciative that, I feel like because my dad was in the military, I kind of knew military. I knew when I was growing up, my dad would come home from work. He would take his boots off and he would sit in the chair for a couple of minutes, then go upstairs, shower. And when he came downstairs before he would even eat, he needed a few minutes to decompress. He was looking at the TV, but he really wasn't looking at the TV. Right. From seeing that there was impartation to be able to know, to be able to watch my husband and know, okay, right now he needs some time. So I'm just thankful for life experiences, and I'm thankful to God for bringing me through them. Well, you're
2: awesome. I really appreciate getting to know you a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to head to North Carolina and taste some of your wonderful food. I will hook it right on up for you.
0: (laughs) We didn't even ask if you have a website or anything that you want to share with us. Um, I do. It is www.demetriadavis.com. On there, you can find the different things that I do from pageants to motivational speaking. Also, my D's Champion Cuisine. There's a link there. So it's www.demetria, D E M E T R I A, Davis, D A V I S.com. And you can also find me on Facebook is Demetria Davis and Instagram is Demetria underscore Monique. And on both platforms, you can find These Champion Cuisine. I'm going to put that in the show notes to make sure we
2: get it spelled right. Yes, ma'am. Our time is up and I'm so sad that I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Oh, most definitely. Thank you for
0: your time. Thank you for having me. Calling all moms of fifth
2: graders, friends of fifth graders teachers who teach fifth graders, and any mom who is connected with her school in any way, the National 5th Grade Essay Contest opens on August 15th of this year. In order to enter, go to americanmothers.org, click on what we do at the top, and then click on National 5th Grade Essay Contest All the material will pop up. It's very easy to fill out the entry form, upload your child's essay, and submit it. Again, the contest begins August 15th and closes on December 15th. We usually give you a hint of what we will be talking about next week, but sometimes it's nice to be surprised. Please join us next time for an interesting and informative discussion, Mom to Mom. See you then. I'm Lisa
3: Witt and I am mother of the year for the amazing state of Wisconsin. How do you encourage your children to not give up and keep pushing forward? I I really have to come back to Ian because when your typical kids learn new things, of course there's stages and you watch them and you help them, but it's like a blink of an eye. With Ian, something could take five years where honestly for Grace, it took three months. So I think when we look at, at Ian and how long it takes him to get to different milestones, I think it makes all of us, it pushes all of us to just work harder and be more motivated because we look at what he can achieve with the challenges that he has. And so, hey, if he can achieve that, we can do anything. Even subconsciously, I always look at that as kind of my framework for what is possible. When he was born, he was four pounds, had to have surgery, was in the NICU for 21 days, and now he's taller than me and plays on the regular hockey team. So the sky's the limit. And I think he has definitely been the model for that, for sure.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others.
2: The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom-to-Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members, or employees. AMI is not responsible for, nor does it verify, the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another next week. Until then, just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.